Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. watching this because somebody has talked to you about baptism or maybe even as you were going around the web you found this word and you wanted to know more about it and this is really for for younger people you know I'm not going to put an age limit on it but I think we're really talking to to people all the way up to what 16 17 but also all the way down to seven or eight all right but you may be a kid that is just super smart before seven, or you might be somebody who's just coming to this after 17 or 18. So if you're interested, let's talk about this. You probably had many times a mom or a dad or a teacher or somebody say to you, you need to wash your hands before dinner. Well, it's a smart thing to do. Or they'll say you need to wash up. Or they'll say you touch something particularly sticky uh, go wash, or you pick, some, you touch something very dirty or gross. They'll say, wash your hands. That's smart. We live in a world that's full of germs, viruses, and bacteria, and a whole lot of them are actually helpful to us. They help us with our immune system, digestion, with all sorts of things, and we need them. But if you get too many in one concentrated place, like your hands, and then that gets into your body, because you've eaten with your hands, or you've just kind of touched your face, and it's too many of the wrong kind of little bugs, it makes you sick. So it's really smart that when you notice that you've got dirty hands, and even if you don't look real dirty, you're just thinking, ah, before I eat, before I touch somebody else, I'm gonna wash my hands, all right? We're not crazy about it. We're not washing our hands 30 times a day, but we understand if you get too much dirt, too much stickiness, Uh, it's time to wash your hands. Good. But the same kind of thing can happen to your heart and to your, your mind, really just generally in your life. When you're really little, and I mean little, little kids, you don't really get the right and wrong thing. It's just what will get me punished and what I can get away with. You know, that's the way you think about things. But there should come a time in your life where uh, you're thinking, I really made a bad mistake. I should have done this good thing and I didn't. I chose not to do it. Or I shouldn't have done these bad things and I did them. And I knew they were wrong, but I did them. And now I've hurt myself. Maybe I've hurt somebody else. Maybe I've upset my family. What do I do about all of this? Well, sometimes we don't even realize we've done it until later. A little kid might take something from a store or push somebody off a swing or, um, you know, scream and cry and stomp out and break somebody's crayon. And we're going, well, okay, they're a little kid. They're, they're learning. They've, they've not really yet grown up enough to know that's not acceptable behavior. So, you know, a mom, a dad, a teacher, people try to teach you what's acceptable behavior, right? They'll even say, make better choices or you know, they ha- and then they'll have an, an array of consequences, you know, a timeout or no, you can't, you don't have this in your life because you did this, 
right? Fair enough. We understand then a little bit more about right and wrong. And once we realize we get our hearts and our minds and our lives dirty, we want a couple things. We want, we want to be better and we want somebody to say, it's okay, clean slate, start all over, right? That's called forgiveness. But sometimes, even if you're forgiven, the other person still hurt and you still feel bad. What do you do then? Because you can't erase the past. You know, the past is there. It, it's, it's always going to be hovering around or, or is it? That's where we want to go here. Now, we're not dealing with shame here. We're dealing with an event where you, you say, I want to be better and I wasn't better. I messed up. What do I do now? Well, you know, feeling shame and walking around feeling shamed, that's not really going to help you much, is it? Just going to make you feel worse about something you already felt bad about. So we change. That's a word in the Bible that is called repent or repentance. And it just means I'm, I'm not going to go that direction now. I'm going to change a little bit of something in my life. But you know what? It's still in your life. You still did it. What do we do with that? Well, we enter a story. Now, I want to make sure you understand something. Stories aren't just stories. Some stories are true things, and some true things are best told in stories. You'll hear stories in your life that are just stories, but there are other stories, like the story of your family history, the story of your health, the story of the nation or city or town in which you live, that are true. And the greatest true story is the story that Christians tell. And it all started with um, God creating all things in his own way, in his own time. And he especially loved humans. He made them to be like him. The Bible even says it in a way which is kind of confusing if you're a kid. And a lot of some adults too. And it says that he made men and women in his image. Well, we all look different. So what does that mean? It means that our hearts and minds are not like the animals or the flowers. They're not like insects and they're not like the weather. They're, they have thoughts and feelings and emotions and plans and we're complex creatures because our God made us that way. And he, when he looked at us, he said, this is good. And he looked at our universe and he said, this is good. But you and I know something about good things. And that is, it's hard to keep them good. It really is. That's why if you have an, a house where you've got to do the repairs, your parents have to do the repairs, they have to do the repairs. Because even a good thing starts wearing down. Or how about you? If you got a new pair of running shoes or basketball shoes, something like that, and they're white or they got a lot of white on them, you know how hard it is to keep those things white. Or maybe you've got a white shirt, white dress, whatever. You know how hard it is to keep that clean. Well, that's kind of like in our world. We're surrounded by things that eventually get us dirty inside, just like they get us dirty outside. This is what we call sin. Now, you'll hear a lot of talk about sin if you're in churches, but you might not know exactly what that means. It actually comes from sports. It's a term used in sports, and it meant to miss the mark. Now, we usually use archery because it's the easiest one to explain. 
So they had bows and arrows and they would have competitions about who could shoot the arrow and hit the target. Well, let's just say it, it's a standard target now, but it could be other things. It could be, you know, somebody you know has got little things on the top of post and you gotta knock those off. But let, we'll just do the target, okay? And let's say you pull back and you flinch a little bit or you aimed wrong or wind, the wind came up because wind will blow an arrow and you miss the target. Missing the target, that word in sports is the same word the Bible uses for sin. And it could be other sports as well. You could decide, I'm going to run this race and I'm going to run it in this time. And you don't. Well, you've missed your target. Well, in our lives, someday, one day, you will realize that you were handmade in the image of God and you've heard about this story that you would, if, if you hadn't heard about that story, you most likely wouldn't be listening to this video. So you've heard some and you were thinking, all right, a good God and he wants me to be good and now I'm dirty, what do I do? Well, we change, we, we, we say, all right, I don't, I don't wanna do that anymore. I want a fresh, clean life and I wanna keep it clean. I want, I want to be able to wash my, my life somehow. Good, how do you do that? You can't take your, your brain and your heart over to the sink and wash, that would be fatal probably. So what do you do? Well, let's go back to our story because God uses water to teach us things about this problem of us getting dirty. And by the way, everybody gets dirty. Everybody, everybody. And sin is something which is in our lives as long as we're alive. Something you may not know. You may begin to realize about now that you that you have sinned and that you are you don't want to be a sinner anymore. You don't want, well, it doesn't get any easier when you're 30, 40, 60 years old. It really doesn't. All of us set targets for ourselves. I'm not gonna be angry at that person, then we ain't get angry. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna give this much to charity and I didn't. Or you get the idea, we set targets and we fail to reach them. So this is a real problem for everybody, even an old guy like me. So how does God wash us? Well, it begins very early. When God created things, we're told the spirit hovers over the water. The Holy Spirit hovered over the water and turned chaos. That means just fighting dark and you know lightning and think of storms. All of a sudden, just peace, calm, wipes out the storm and all of the disorder. Makes it beautiful. Wish we could do that to our rooms, our houses, our cars, and our cities. Just, whew, there it is. And then later in the story, Moses and the children of Israel are coming up against the Red Sea and it is um, their lives were in chaos. They'd been slaves and God got them out of slavery, but the army was coming to bring them back into slavery and they didn't have anywhere to go except through the Red Sea. And so God parted the water and let them go through and then closed the water to destroy the army that was trying to make them slaves again because slavery is a great evil, period. We all know that. So God helps them get out and he used water to do it. Well, what else? Well, the next generation comes up against another river, but in that river, it's not as big as the Red Sea, but it, it is a dangerous river. It's been flooding 
So water is just, it's going really, and they got to get across the water. They didn't have bridges back then. And so this is going to be a real struggle. How do we get across the water? And to make it even worse, they believed that there was a God in that water that wasn't our God, that didn't like them, a bad God, like an evil demon or something. And they, they believed that it would just destroy them if they even tried to get in. The people who lived on the other side of the river believed that too. So they weren't afraid of the Israelites coming at all because they said, you can't get to us. The God in the river will stop you. Well, there's only one real God. And so God opens up the Red Sea and they take the Ark of the Covenant, which was a holy object to them, the presence of God, showing we believe in God. And they walked through and they walked through without getting wet. And they made it to the other side safely. And so water, 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 we can do a bunch of these goes all the way up now. We're going to skip a lot, a whole lot, all the way up to the time of Jesus. And you would go to the temple to worship God. Uh, uh, not so fast. You don't want to approach God until you realize, I'm, you know, until you find a way to make yourself clean. Well, they built these, some of them were above ground, but a lot of them were dug into the ground. Uh, kind of a pit, but the pit sounds scary, and these weren't scary. And you had steps that went down into it and steps that went up and they'd fill it with water. You'd go down into the water, you put yourself under and you'd walk out the other side. This was ritual clean, cleansing of your life, showing I wanna be clean before God. Now we've already said you can't really wash your head and your heart and your life with water, but it was a sign saying we want to be clean before our God. And so they would do this baptism. That's what it means. It's, a, it's actually a word they kind of made up in the Bible because the guy that started all the translation stuff in the English uh, was a little troubled by the word. It has a history. It's a great word, but it means to go all the way under the water. I know some of you are scared of water, and I understand that. I do. Everybody's got something that they don't like very much. But this wasn't like having to hold your breath or be scary. You just go in, you go under, you're right back up. It's all, you're in control of everything. So it's no more scary than washing your face with a washcloth. And so you do that and then you go in to worship. They, they knew this is their God and they want to be clean. They want to be right with God. We want to be right with God. And we want a clean slate, don't we? We want our history wiped out so that nobody can go back there and hold that against us because God's wiped that off the slate. So, Jesus dies on the cross. You, I imagine you know that story. If you don't, you can send me an email or have your parents email me and I'll do a, a thing just for you on that, all right? Um, he's resurrected on the third day and then he calls his apostles together and guess what he tells them to do? He says, go into all the world and teach them how to be good. Teach them how to follow Jesus and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the water is still being used to clean us up. God has created a way that when we go into the water and we come out, it does clean our brain and our heart. And it does wipe away the past because he does it. And he says even more, who would want more than that? Oh, you're getting more. When you go into the water of baptism, and it's not holy water, it's just water, you go in and you come out. You're not just getting cleansed like washing your hands. 
but the entire new body comes out. It still looks like you, it still is you, but now the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit actually live in you and they'll help you get better. Will they help you be completely perfect? No. If you could do that, you wouldn't need Jesus's teaching and his death and his resurrection, but they make us better. They absolutely give you wisdom and strength. And, oh, there's something else there too. But I wanna save that for a bit. So what do you do if you've realized you've messed up and you need forgiveness and a clean slate? Well, first of all, do you repent? That's a religious word. It just means, are you willing to work on change? Doesn't mean you're gonna change overnight. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you just, you really can't. So you're gonna need help with that turning, right? You believe that Jesus is the son of God? That's, a, that's really important. In fact, it's really critical. You got to believe that. And if you believe that and then you decide, I need to change, then you are ready. You're ready. There's not an age. There's not a time. There's not a, you know, you might, you, you seem very, very ready. So in six months, we'll talk. No, in the Bible, when people were ready, they were baptized. Sometimes the Bible says in the same hour of the night. So if you believe, if you repent, there's one more thing. Are you willing to say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God? It's that outward saying it. It lets the universe know you are no longer property of anybody but Jesus. You belong to the Jesus story. You're in the Jesus family. And the universe hears it. It does. Things change when you say that out loud. And then you say, I'm gonna to commit to Jesus. And it is, it's very much like, have you ever had a, a friend or a family member that joined the military? When they commit, they put their hand up and they swear an oath before uh, an officer. What happens? Well, now they belong to the military. Now for most of them, it's for a period of time, three years, four years, whatever it is. For some people, they go for 20 years. 30 years is not out of the question. It is, I am committed to this. So they're not, let's say if they've committed for four years in year two going, you know, sometimes I wanna try something else. That's not the way this works. It's like marriage. If you marry one person, you were told by God to try really hard to make it that one person for life. It happens that things break, even marriages. So again, no shame here, but that's the goal but I'm committed now to this person because I married this person. And when you're baptized, you are committed to Jesus Christ. You're saying, I'm part of the Jesus story. I'm part of the Christian story. I want the Christian story to be my story from now on. You ever seen an old movie? I don't know if you have or not, because you don't see this scene very much anymore in movies, where somebody has, um, they, they've trained and they're now mighty and strong. And the king or the queen wants them to, to be part of their story. And they knight them. They make them a knight. And the way you do and that knight, by the way, has a K in the front of it. And yeah, back in the old days, they actually would have said knight. We dropped that for some reason, but we still spell it that way. But the, the candidate would kneel in front of the king or the queen and the king or queen would take a sword and they would tap on the shoulders 
and then rise Sir, whatever their name was. And it usually is your first name, like Sir Patrick or uh, Sir Stephanie or whatever, Lady Stephanie. You would now be a knight of the realm. But before you could become part of that story, you had to kneel before the king. Baptism is how we kneel before our king, God. And we bring Lord Jesus into our life, the Holy Spirit to give us guidance. And it also cleans our head, our heart, and our life. Clean slate. Now, there's a big difference between washing our hands and being baptized. Not just all the commitment stuff and what God does, but when you wash your hands, you know something, you know, you're, you're gonna have to wash your hands again. And you know that, when you take a shower, eventually you're gonna have to do that again. But when you're baptized, the Bible says God continually cleanses us of all sin. It doesn't mean that you're allowed to go do whatever you want to, to whoever, when, wherever, and you know, God says, no, it's okay. No, we still work hard not to miss the target not to sin, but God helps us. And anytime we do sin, we can talk to him and help change the direction of our life and he forgives us. So we don't have to keep being baptized all the time. He's there, he's cleaning us now. We're a part of the story and that is amazing. It's our story and it's true. Remember, some truths are best told in stories. And some stories are true. If you pick this story, you'll have spiritual help all of your life. You'll have a community that will help you all of your life. And God will guide you all of your life. That's why baptism is super important. You also get to live eternally with Jesus later and not doing boring stuff. It's pretty exciting stuff, but that's a story for another day. Right now, baptism, if you're ready, it cleans your life. It wipes out all the bad in your past. It gives you help for the future and eternal life later. That is the story of baptism. If you need help in being baptized, or if you or your mom or dad don't really know how or where, and you just wanna ask questions or get help, write me. You can email me at patrick at oursafeharbor.com. You can find oursafeharbor.com on a, a website and you can get to me that way too. But you ask me, we'll find a way to answer your questions and that if you want to be baptized, to baptize you. Okay? Thank you. This was a very long Monday morning message, but some of the parents asked for what they call a one-stop shop, just talking about baptism to kids. And I hope this helped you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you in the story. It's fun to be in this story. And it's also pretty important. God bless you. Bye.